You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's Light the Tower. Your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on The Horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer, Cameron Parker. Glad to be with you here on this Thursday afternoon. Jeff will be out uh, tomorrow. And then I'm going to see you at the ballpark tomorrow night, aren't you? You're going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there for the Red River. What are we going with? Showdown? Is Showdown. Uh, Red River you know what? I, I don't think style. it, uh, you know, this is just this is just me, okay? I'm just spitballing here. Okay. You're the voice of the Longhorns, so make sure you're... I'm just saying the Red River Showdown thing uh, it strikes me differently when it's in the home-and-home home setup, like okay. with basketball or baseball. Football, one's crossing the Red River, one's going up toward the Red River. They're both going 200 miles, roughly. They're meeting at a neutral spot. Uh, just go Red River Series. Okay. Yeah, that'd generic. be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like our show open, just be generic. Okay, yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, you know, I, that's why it was. It's it's a little bit different to me in basketball and baseball yeah. uh, than football. Football is its own unique environment because of being in the Cotton Bowl at the State Fair of Texas. Um, our, our good friend Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, will not be in town this weekend to call the baseball series. Oklahoma spring game this weekend, and they're honoring Kyler Murray. For what? For being a Heisman Trophy winning sooner. Okay. Yeah. So he's like back in town uh, uh, for that. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. So uh, in fact. Don't mean to disparage Kyler. But no, no, I'm just saying. Um, they're honoring Kyler Murray with a statue and a banquet. How many statues they got at that dang place now? Um, I guess they do one for every, Heisman, every Heisman winner. Yeah, so they got one for for Kyler. I wonder mm-hmm. if it'll actually look like him. It'll be the shortest of all of them. <laughs> well, if we they're going things to be realistic, lifelike, right? Yeah. So if they're going lifelike, you know. On that was Baker's statue the one that just looked kind of weird? Like, I'm thinking about it right. I think Baker had one that I'm like, that doesn't look like That's Baker what I'm saying. There, were, there, there was one of them, I guess it was Baker, the one that didn't look like him at all. Yeah. That's why I said, well, they make sure to get it right to where the one for Kyler looks like Kyler. Um, that sort of deal. So Yeah, the Baker one's close enough. Yeah, yeah. They said maybe Kyler should play shortstop, Craig. Uh, he was an outfielder when he came down and played baseball 
here uh, on one of the deal. Um, <laughs> I like this from Nate. Kyler, Kyler reached a Call of Duty level we can only dream of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, Got to live up to that contract, Craig. Yeah. Just get off the Xbox and get on the film study. Uh, clean up from hour number one. Jersey guy says, you know, with regard to that story we had about uh, animal shelter simulator, uh, and he said, you know, because it said you try to find them good homes, you take good care of the dogs, and it says, if you cannot adopt out your dogs and puppies, do you have to euthanize them? You know, and I got to admit, Jeebus. I know, I got to admit, it kind of crossed my mind. What happens if you're if you're unsuccessful with finding them homes? What happens to them? Hopefully, it's a no kill shelter because that's what you want. So, you know, yeah, on I the guess. dog simulator. Why did, to, why did that have to take a dark turn? Yeah. Not a dark turn. Just, you know, it's consequence of the video game, right? That happens there. Hopefully, it, hopefully that's not the case. Look, man, I'll just. The only video games I play, let's be honest, I'll fire up the Super Nintendo Classic and I'll go Mario Kart or maybe a little Street Fighter 2. There you go. There you go. Uh, I got to pick E Honda to do the arm thing. Yeah. <laughs> you move the arm really fast. Yeah. On the Specs text line, someone recently said that Kyler runs like a two year old running with a cell phone. And I can't get that image out of my head. I think what was it was it Bucky that says he has those little mincing steps. I think he described it uh, one time. That uh, so yeah, Kyler's statue presenting sponsor is Call of Duty. Somebody there said you go. Yeah, uh, Baker's statue is of him eating the sidewalk in Arkansas. That's one that's gonna be tough for him to live down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happens there. Uh, and uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> that's. That's the. <laughs> I like. I says, you said animal shelter simulator. That's what it's called. It said, so this game is a dot s dot s dot. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess that would be the case. Somebody else said, uh, um, you know, uh, resale value on that. You know, uh, can I just point out something on Twitter that's bothering me? What's bothering you on Twitter? Um, well, there's a lot of stuff on Twitter at the bottom. By the way, Craig, Craig, did you have a blue check mark? I never did. I, I'm supposed to be losing mine today because I'm not. Paying, I'm not paying to use that damn thing. Yeah. And apparently, all the legacy check marks that aren't paid for by the by the day, you're supposed to lose it. So, oh really? I'll pour one out for my blue check. I never mark had later. one, so that's okay. Um, no, so there's a lot of smoke that Brennan Thompson may be transferring to Oklahoma. After you know entering himself into the transfer portal, and I just don't understand like why it's Oklahoma writers that are doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they feel the need to like go back to Texas te- through Texas fans' Twitter accounts and, and find, grandstand it, find positive Brendan Thompson tweets, and then like quote tweet. You know, well, you know, Brendan's leaving, but we're you know we're really good in the wide receiver room. He would have been sixth or seventh here, and like I don't know, I just don't. There's certain media members and certain sections of the media that I'm just like, can you just, just for ten minutes, just act act like a professional and do your job and not just be a doucher and just act like you have a have a handle on what you're doing. Um, are any of those um, folks that are doing that are they ones who work for the same type of agency that you work for? I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. Uh huh. Okay. Right. Just, just, just wondering just, about that. Oh my gosh, this yeah. makes my head hurt. Yeah. Like, 
why do you need to get into that with fans? Like, they are the reason why the, the people, I feel like me and others that do it the right way, they are the reason why we have a hard time asserting ourselves yeah. with legacy media. Yeah, I understand. Oh, you guys are homers. You guys, well, No, we're not. Well, look at this guy. Well, yeah, it's... What did you say? just say? Legacy, legacy media. media. You know, TV, print, radio. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. Apparently, I was told we're not considered, online, we're not considered legacy media. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they said, "Oh, you athletic department can save money. You just go buy a Dungeons and Dragons miniature for a statue." <laughs> okay. Uh, about the uh, the the animal shelter simulator, said there's a power wash simulator game too. It's also a power wash. Simulator are you kidding game. me? I mean, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I sort of say if if I want to change the fil and I need to do this, change the filters in my air conditioning units in my house, is it going to be a Simulated game for that. You need, to, you know, you need to do that like every six weeks. Right? I, I, I was great with it when I lived in the home in Cedar Park. I, I did it once a month, like clockwork, and I've been less. Part of it's it's a little more difficult to get, but I've been, uh, I haven't been as good at it <laughs> would, since we moved into Georgia. Trey was doing the midday show with Chad, and he's like, "Oh, I don't think I've ever changed my air filters in my house." I'm like. Dude, you need to get on yeah. that ASAP. Yeah, yeah. You're just asking for a yeah. a, a massive heat or AC problem. Absolutely, a- a- absolutely. Maybe a plus air conditioning and home solutions would have to help you out. One of our sponsors of Longhorn yeah. Baseball. You, Craig, getting the plugs in. Yeah, they are one of our uh, uh, one of our loyal sponsors of Texas Longhorn my, Baseball. My brother's an HVAC guy, so I get the I get the lecture. Hey, make sure you're changing your filters. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're changing your filters. I guess every. I try to do it once a month. We try to do it once a month. Change the filters. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, uh, you know, is Bob Barker in the uh, animal uh, shelter simulating game reminding you to I spay or neuter your pets? Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Is that, uh, the great is that part Bob of the Barker. deal? Yeah. Um, how about it's this? It's funny. You know, uh, that's that's usually right around the time that it was time for my grandma to get ready to start going to work was when Bob Barker was reminding you to help control the pet population. Really? At the end right of The Price is Right? The Price is Right is ending. And, uh, as Someone's the world, just won the showcase. As the world, uh, not as the world turns, Young and the Restless starts. Yeah. That's right around the time my grandma starts getting ready to go to work. Reminder to get your pet spayed and neutered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, someone says Oklahoma is the Gerald of the United States. <laughs> That's a great way to put it, yeah. Okay, I thought you would probably like that. Uh, this is yet another sign that we are depriving the kids of the good that comes from manual labor. Yeah, when when the, those things are on the simulated game on that. <laughs> and Longhorn Lubbock <laughs> channeling their inner Judge Smales. Hey, guys, the world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> where do we get on? Where do we get on talking about? What, what 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 simulator were you talking about? Animal shelter, and then uh, the, and no, then the power the wash, power one. wash. Yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a job. <laughs> Excuse me, where you're in charge of power washing things, but do you really like? Do you really need to, it's? I don't know. It's doing like video games are supposed to allow you to detach from reality. Yeah. There's and a, doing the, simulators of real life tasks. There's a, there's a lawn mowing simulator. There's a lawn mower one. Like you want to make a good simulator, okay? Make like a garbage man simulator, right? But instead, the garbage man has to complete his route like in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, and you give him like a machete or something, and he's got to collect weapons and and you know dispatch zombies to finish his trash route. You want to give me that kind of simulator? Now we'll talk. Now you're on board. Now. 
I'm interested. Cooter says, if you've ever had to pay to have the coils on your AC unit cleaned, or even worse, if you try to do it yourself, you will always remember to change your filters. It's true. You know, so a uh, CB wants to know, wants to know, Jeff, who's worse, Gerald or Tim Duncan? <laughs> to mm. yesterday's. Like, which one yeah. do I dislike more? Well, I mean, Tim Duncan's better, obviously. Yeah. But which one do I dislike more? Wow. I didn't I didn't realize you had such antipathy for, for the Spurs over Tim Duncan. I mean, I know you, you're Houston-based. Well, I, in your... I, I think Tim Duncan's a great player, right? I just think prime Kevin Garnett is better than prime Tim Duncan. It's just my personal Kevin opinion. Durant? Ke- Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And if you want to, even if one of my all-time favorite players, you want to put Dirk Nowitzki in that discussion of the best power forwards ever, yeah, I don't think Dirk gets into that discussion enough. But, like, as far as personally, I just think Tim Duncan's a bad guy. Why do you, why do you say that? I just, I don't, I've never met anybody out in Gen Pop that's told me they've had a, good, a positive interaction with him. I know he did a lot of work in the community and charitable. Whereas, things. like, with David Robinson, I've heard the exact opposite. Great guy, yep. awesome guy. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard, met anybody that's had an interaction with David Robinson that's had anything bad to say about him. Yeah, so different I just personalities, don't, different upbringings, yeah, for sure. For sure, I just, I just don't care for Tim Duncan personally, but I respect the fact that he's a great player. Grant says, I "What just, did Tim Duncan ever do to you?" <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nate, I see your texts and other of their ilk, and I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Thank you. See it, see it, read you loud and clear, yeah. but just not, not gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so uh, Helio C says Jeff is a trash truck driver. There are plenty of zombies asking us to take more than they pay for. Yeah, that's not fair either. You know, I, I, I learned that. You, if you have a bulk pickup, like need a bulk pickup for your trash, if you call whoever your trash provider is ahead of time and tell them I need like. When I lived in Buda and I was getting trash service, like I think I got like two free bulk pickups a year. You just had to call ahead of time, like you know, you like leaves or sure, you know, wood, tree branches, things like yeah, that. stuff like that. They'll stop and pick it up if you schedule it ahead Bundle of time. Bundle properly, but you just can't. It's it's a uh, it's it almost makes you a flawed person if you just throw that stuff on the curb and, and expect, expect the trash to man to pick it up. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Have some respect for the for the trash, or or I guess women can pick up trash to the trash person. Mm-hmm. That's going around collecting, emptying your receptacle. So have some respect for them. That's a hard job. Yep. It's a damn hard job. Absolutely. Uh, so there you go. It, rain it, or shine, you got to get out there and work, man. Helio says uh, sometimes the way some of these fans defend their player makes me hate the player even more. That's a typical. <laughs> that's that's how fans are. Uh, not not saying anything negative toward Helio. I'm just saying though though that is regular response. You might say uh, call and response, if you will, to how fans love their specific player, or uh, and then automatically hate uh, a rival team's key player. Uh, it's it's pretty much an established fact that one of the most unpopular basketball players in the Big Twelve Conference around the league is Brock Cunningham. Yeah. Now, having said that, Longhorn fans absolutely love him. With what he was, because you get a chance to hear from him more and the good guy that he is and how hard he works and all that other kind of stuff. But around the league, people think that, you know, that he's rough and tumble and borderline dirty, if not dirty itself, and so on and so forth. So it's going to be like that when there's somebody. I can remember when Eduardo Nahara played for Oklahoma, 
I thought, and Renzi Stone. I used to think those were two, you know, really just sleazy, rough, <laughs> and tumble dirty players. I got to know Eduardo Nahara later. Yeah. He was a very pleasant fellow and all that. And there, we got a text in all caps that they will not tolerate any Brock Cunningham yes, slander. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, it's been a minute. Like We don't talk a ton of Kyler Murray on the show just because we don't talk a ton of NFL. Man, I forgot, for Texas fans, Kyler Murray's short joke is like throwing, you know, raw meat to like hungry dogs, man. They they have pounced on it. We have gotten a flood. I mean, a flood of Kyler Murray short jokes of all types and varieties sure. in the last fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, it's come in. As a Red Sox fan, someone says it hurt to it hurt to love Mariano Rivera and Jeter as much as I did. Those guys were filthy. I'm the same way as a you know people know me. I've been a long suffering Dodger fan when I grew up. I hated. The big red machine, but I respected the hell out of Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and Tony Perez and Joe Morgan and Dave Concepcion. Yeah, I can name their starting lineup: Cesar Geronimo, George Foster, Ken Griffey Sr. Can I just can I just yeah. state one thing that I would disagree with Mariano Rivera? You cannot. Nobody can tell me with a straight face that Mariano Rivera should have been that a closer as good as he was should have been the first unanimous Hall of Famer. You're saying that he should have been? Shouldn't have been. Oh, should not have been. No. Yeah. Well, that a lot of that had to do with um, there was an old guard of Major League Baseball uh, reporters and writers that bore whatever grudges they had toward given players, which right. is why Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb weren't unanimous selections. Like Nolan Ryan wasn't like that's that's ludicrous. Uh, Willie Mays. Yeah. Henry Aaron, yeah. you know you're gonna if, if those guys like like <laughs> could somebody really sit there and say Mickey Mantle's not a Hall of Famer like for real like Mickey Mantle just, not unanimous yeah right oh, Joe yeah. DiMaggio you you can go on and on and on and Ted Williams go on and on and on about the great and say not unanimous uh, I think until Rivera the guy closest to it was Tom Seaver mm-hmm, that'd be George Kenneth Griffey Jr. Was it 99 well, point something yeah, percent? Yeah, yeah, he passed. You're right. He passed Seaver. Seaver was, I think, had the highest percentage mm-hmm. until junior. And so there's there's a lot of history and unpleasant. You know. Um, Actually, G, I didn't know that Jeter had passed uh, Griffey. Jeter okay, at 99.7%. Yeah. yeah, there's another Griffey was at 99.32. Yeah. Tom Seaver was at 98.84. Yeah. So, um, but. Uh, but uh, until Rivera, you know, like just look at this. I hope whoever like didn't vote for Hank Aaron like got their vote revoked. Seriously, like you can't justify that. Yeah, Willie Mays, I, I, who I think was the greatest all-around baseball player of all time. That's you just go, just go down the list. Someone goes to you. Someone goes sit there with a straight face and tell me they didn't think Tony Gwynn was a Hall of Famer. Right, right. Other than Ted Williams and Pete Rose, maybe the greatest hitter that ever lived. Yeah, yeah. So. You know that this that, is why this is why there's this detachment from the game of baseball that some people have. Well, some of it just doesn't a, make any sense. And a lot of that stuff, like I said, is pretty deep seated. That goes back on stuff for years. The reason Jim Rice didn't get in was because he was uh, the media hated him because he was so difficult to deal with. Yeah, he was. He just was. And so they bore their own grudge toward Jim Rice by leaving him off their Hall of Fame ballot. So you know, I almost, I know. Kurt Schilling's a polarizing guy, but yeah. I almost respect Kurt. Sch- I, I actually do respect Kurt Schilling for me. Like, hey, 
don't if you hate me, don't vote for me. Yeah. I don't want to be in. Just don't vote for me. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Uh, coming up, we have a Flex 30 update, and we'll have this hour's Longhorn Notebook when we continue to light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig and Jeff with you. Producer Cam Parker with us. Can we just keep this going throughout the segment? Why not? Yeah. The greatness of the late Tom Petty. I have been hard-pressed to, not that I've ever gone seeking this. Keep moving on. You might you might have be hard pressed to find someone who disliked his music. I'm not Petty. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever run into anybody that's like, you know who I don't like, Tom Petty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I will also I'm thinking about it. I don't think there has been. I will also tell you this. Uh when we all did the music survey, and the return of the music survey is coming this summer, but when we all did the music survey, since we all did it the most common answer of I should have had that guy on my list. That was one of mine, yeah. Was Tom Petty. Including including mine as well. I should have I should have included that guy on my list. That 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 was the most common response. Rest on in that. peace, Tom Petty. Indeed. Uh let's, that's the Patriots Giants Super Bowl where Where we lost him. They did that no they did the halftime show. Yes. The one in Phoenix? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yes. Uh okay. Uh, how about a Flex 30 update? Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. That was Super Bowl 42, by the way. Tom well Petty, done. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were the halftime show. Well done. Uh, the most recent uh, Texas high school baseball top 25 rankings out for this week. And uh, the area is well represented. Cameron Parker, care to uh, give us any guesses on it? First of all, do you know who's number one in the state? In 6A? In 6A? Is it Westlake? It is not Westlake. Fort Bend Elkins. Uh, no, but for years, Fort B- for years that would have been the right yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. 
with James Loney there playing for them. Uh, Fort Bend Ridge Point is number nine. Um, Westlake's number three. Wardell hmm. Starling. Yeah. Number one team in the state is Cywoods. Okay. Now the greater Houston area, 23 and 3. Um, San Antonio Johnson, number two. Westlake, three. Flower Mound, four. San Antonio Reagan, the home of Travis Daly and Porter Brown, an annual contender. Number five, Pearland, six. Lake Travis is seven. And the team for whom Cameron Parker serves as their play by play voice. Round Rock, the Dragons, number eight in the state. There we go. Uh, Fort Brim Ridge, point nine, and Rockwall is 10. And Rockwall Heath is 11, by the way. 10 and 11, those uh, arch rivals there. Um, and uh, though that is in 6A. Uh, is Lifetime Longhorn Danny Wallace still uh, the yes, head coach he is. of He certainly is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're number four in the state. And and wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Austin Wallace in that Madden tournament that you called? He was. Yeah. He won the UT campus thought, yeah, yeah. Uh, competition and then was dismissed <laughs> in the quarterfinals by um, by uh, John Haycock's son, who is about to be a GA there. Maybe Jace Haycock is the one who helped yeah. his dad come up with that three-safety defense. Could have been. You know, the little right under, coverage right, it was there. right under our noses the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, uh, the Flower Mound High uh, is uh, is number four there. South Lake Carroll, the defending state champions, lost twice in district play last week, and they dropped the number twenty one there in uh, in that uh, in five uh, A. Your five uh, A rankings: Friendswood, number one in the state, um, and then uh, how about Rouse at number seven? Uh, Raiders at eighteen, four, and one. And Liberty Hill, competing as a 5A program now, of course, in at number 22. They are 19-5, and five, uh, are the Panthers there. Uh, 4A in the top 25 rankings. Uh, Sinton, Adrian Alanis' team. Of course, they graduate Ryland Galvan, and they just move right along. They're 25-1, and one, are the Pirates, defending state champs. Number one uh, in the state. And... Uh, no area schools in the 4A state rankings. Closest one, I guess, would be Bernie um, at 23-3. They are uh, number uh, number four in that. 3A, top 25, Corpus Christi London, uh, which has really established itself as one of the top teams in that classification year in, year out. How about your state football champions uh, from uh, Franklin, number two in baseball? 22-1-1 one, and one are the Lions there. Uh, and Gunner. And it's a lot of the same uh, pro, uh, uh, suspects. Brock, Gunner, Wall, all of them in the top yeah. ten. One thing you notice with the smaller schools, typically the, the doubles where they're really good are going to be football and baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're not good at basketball. It's just by the time they're done with football, basketball's halfway over. You're right. They wind up, you have teams that and sometimes that, will reach a state tournament yeah. and they played 17, 18 games. And then at that point, it's like, well, uh, you know, just go ahead and start getting ready for baseball. Yeah. Uh, closest one, Jeff, to the greater Austin area. Well, Lorena is in there too, but also Little River Academy in the 3A state ranking. The Bees. 6 and 1. They are number 16. Uh, Lorena is number 13 on that. Troy, number 11. So you got some uh, I 35 corridor there. And, uh, by the way, number four in the state is Central Heights. 
And you know where Central Heights is? Nacogdoches. Yeah. You know who the uh, one of the recent outstanding players to come from Central Heights? Uh, I'm going to be mad at myself. Uh, I know so. you are. I know. How about Duke Ellis? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Longhorn center fielder. He went to junior college. Yes. Uh, at uh, Panola. In Texas. They're in Carthage. Uh, and then uh, in uh, 2A, in your top 25, yeah, like you said, the football-baseball double, Shiner. Number one. Of course, Shiner's been great in baseball for years, even when they were not so much in football. They've had outstanding baseball for years and years and years uh, there in 2A. I'm looking to see. I do not see. Closest one, Jeff, Johnson City. It's right down the road. Yeah, number 16. So that'd be the, that'd be the, the closest. Platonia. Is number twelve, so you've got you've got a uh, got a couple there, so there it is. By the way, Duke Ellis uh, oh. in Double A with the White Sox. There you go, Holland Hornets number twenty four. Uh, there, a so, lot of a lot of a lot of places I've been to. Craig. I, I know that's why I brought that up. All right, so there it is. There's your uh, your Flex thirty update. Your updated top twenty five state baseball rankings. Let's move forward to our hourly edition of the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Yeah, I just posted this update at Horns 24-7, and I'll give it to you right now. Just a quick Max yes. Aismas visit update. Uh, he was at the baseball game last night. That was part of the, the first day of the visit. And again, Rodney Terry couldn't have picked a better night to throw a really good first pitch. Uh, got you know got to hang out last night. Uh, got at breakfast with the staff this morning. Uh, then they were going to do a campus tour. Everything I've heard from multiple people at this point is there is confidence growing that Texas, their chances are, are are going to be really good to get Max Aismas. Again, you know, I, him going to Manhattan, going to Kansas State, and leaving that trip uncommitted. Uh, and I, I heard Craig Jerome Tang was pushing very, very hard to, to get that thing Try done to get him while he was up there. He leaves uncommitted. Uh, and then now Texas, as far as I know, I don't I – don't, other than Wichita State, I haven't really heard of any other schools being involved. I know there was some Baylor chatter mm-hmm. at one point in time, but I think with Jacoby Walter coming in and them getting Jaden Nunn, I don't, I don't know that. It's hard to say you don't have room for a player like Max Aismas because you do, but uh, you know they've got the one of the guards they wanted. Uh, in, in Texas, you know, I said this this morning with Bucky and Aaron. Max Aismas is the kind of guy if, if if he comes to Texas, he steps in day one and is the face of your program. He's the franchise. He is the guy that you build around. And I think he's got the type of presence that guys would want to come play with him, whether you're talking about one-year guys, two-year guys, whatever. Guys would want to come to Texas to play with Max Aismas because if you could put you know, legitimate high-major Division One talent around him, now you're talking about a team that can go compete in the Big 12. And you know if you can compete in the Big 12, you can compete in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And if you just get to the second weekend and give yourself a chance, you may be able to make it to Monday night. And, and he's the kind of guy that can help you get over the hump. So – if if Texas can close this deal and get Max Aismas, that I think that should make a lot of Texas fans feel better about what Rodney Terry's doing in the portal. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I I agree with you there. With and and also with uh, the uh, possibility of what he can bring to a program mm-hmm, with his no skill question. set, with his experience, all of those things. And then I think for the staff, you know, I think best case scenario for them get Max Aismas continue to chip away on Caden Shedrick and then really kind of evaluate that because you're pretty much getting to the end of the first wave of portal guys then you start to evaluate that second wave the guys that have gone in in the last week or so that you've had contact with now you can really start to figure out but hopefully by that point you've got a decision from Dylan to sue 
Uh, if you've got a good feel for what you think Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell are going to do, now you've got a really good idea of, okay, here's how many spots we have. Here's where we need to fill it. Now you can get into that second wave of portal guys. At least you've made contact with. At least they know who you are. They're familiar with you. Now you can prioritize guys and, and go attack that second wave. There you go. Uh, our good friend Jim Matthews said, don't forget about George Foster and those red starters. Did I not say I thought I said it. If I said it, I said it really quickly. You know, George Foster in left, Cesar Geronimo in center, Ken Griffey Sr. in right, and then, you know, going uh, around the uh, diamond – You'd have uh, Pete Rose. Of course, Pete played outfield. He played first base. He played third base. It, 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 however, it had to work for them on a given night on the lineup. Dave Concepcion at short, Joe Morgan at second. And then, like I said, it, it would quite often be uh, him at first. You'd have Dan Dreesen coming off uh, the bench there, Johnny Bench behind the plate. And uh, they had uh, outstanding pitchers. You know, you had Jack Bellingham and you had. Uh, um, you know Don Gullup before his the injuries. He had, he had uh, several several really good. That that big red machine was something else. Hey, speaking of baseball from that era, shout out to Walt and the folks at Card Traders of Austin. They send their best to you. All right, picked up and uh, didn't want didn't mean to go in there and buy anything, but got a really good deal on an Emmett Smith score rookie. So you said this so many times in your life. Didn't mean to go in there and buy it anything, but on it. dot dot dot. I couldn't, it, one, <laughs> one time it was a Ricky Henderson rookie. I'm like for that price, I can't pass it up. Sure, uh, really good price they got over there. Still working on your uh, your request. Okay. Still, it, okay. Walt is on the hunt, but okay. still, still trying to make that happen. All right. If it comes up, that's great. I'm I'm quite interested on that. Uh, somebody else pointed out. Hey, uh, Duke Ellis, his dad was also drafted by the White Sox. That's a cool story. I guess it's the te- same text you're asking if Kobe Minchie was related to Nate Minchie. Yeah, his yeah, son. I mean, I guess if they're father and son, I guess you could say they're related. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Nate, of course, uh, graduate of Pflugerville High and uh, was uh, in, in pro ball close to two decades. A lot of it spent in the Pacific Rim in Japan. Is that, That's where Kobe was born, but uh, but also spent time in the bigs. Okay, can I tell you something about the Japanese Baseball League real quick that I didn't know? Yeah, what's really, that? I didn't know this until like a year ago. So, you know the Nippon Ham Fighters? Sure. I didn't know that Nippon Ham was a company that sponsored the team. Yes. I just thought like they were from Nippon and they were called the, the Ham, Ham Fighters. Fighters. Yeah, I'm like, that is so cool. But like, oh no, so it's like a sponsorship deal where it's Nippon Ham and they're just called the Fighters. That's not nearly as cool as if you were the Ham Fighters. Okay. I legit didn't know that until about a year ago. Uh, whenever I'm in a supermarket and I see the Yakult uh, uh, yogurt, I think of the Yakult Swallows, <laughs> you know, the Japanese That's um could have. Could have picked a better mascot, but yeah. okay. Yeah, they went with the Swallows. Just march forward nonetheless. There you go. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. That's going to wrap it for today's program. And uh, tomorrow uh, we'll talk some Major League Baseball preview, big preview of the weekend of college baseball, not just with Texas, but with the Big 12 Conference and nationally as well. We'll do that. Uh, NBA playoffs to get to there's a lot to get to tomorrow on the program uh we invite you to stay tuned chad and zay coming up next for our producer man behind the glass cameron parker and for my co-host jeff howell i'm craig way thanks for joining us we'll visit with you tomorrow morning 10 o'clock on light the tower